Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Stephen McCoy, and you are listening to Sessions with Stephen. And today we have film writer and director Ben David Grabinski. Hey, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I'm so happy to have you. And speaking of happy, corny, you know, transition, but you're here to speak about your film happily. I am. Uh, I'm always excited to talk about it. So that's why I'm here. <laughs> but, but you know what? Before we even get into the film, I'm, I'm very curious about who you are as a person. Obviously, you are behind the scenes and it comes with it of you being in the spotlight as a writer and director. But how did you get started as a writer and director? And which one came first? Um, I grew up wanting to be a director, like, as long as maybe when I was, like, 10 years old, I was very kind of vocal to anyone around me that that's what I wanted to do, to a point where, you know, if I run into someone or someone reaches out who I haven't seen since I was a kid, they will mention that I told everybody I was going to make movies, but I never planned on writing them, Uh, and then when I I was in college, I decided to write a script on a whim one summer um, and people kind of liked it. So I wrote another one and another one. Yeah. And then when I moved to LA after college, uh, somebody read my script and really liked it and bought it. And I became a working screenwriter, uh, which was like very fortunate. And I ended up spending a, you know, more than a decade doing that. Um, so it was, you know, you can't really make that many plans in your career. Although I don't really know exactly how I intended to become a director without being a screenwriter, but it all sort of worked out. You know, we're sitting here today with a movie that I wrote and directed. So whatever I did had a good ending, I guess. You know, I was speaking to TV writer Todd Wildman and he was speaking to me about how it's always best when when writing a project to create and starting off just creating with other writers is that something that you've done to did you just store yourself in a room and just write all by yourself or were you a person to be open to collaborating with other uh, writers for me the process of making the thing is where the collaboration happens the writing is a very kind of personal complicated unexplained thing but I have worked you know because I'm also a showrunner and I've worked in instances now where I'm able to work with other writers um and in that sense it's very like I'm very comfortable with that I don't have a ton of experience like I've never had like a co-writer or um something like that I tend to have very strong opinions on the writing level and also so much of it is like gut oriented um, that it tends to be better for me to just work on my own than get feedback from people um, as opposed to working with someone else. And where do you draw your inspiration? Again, like I said, a lot of people imagine writers just storing themselves in a private location and just writing and, and coming up with your idea. Do you pull them out of a hat or do they come from a real life place? You know, no idea is the same. Um, Sometimes something is just as simple as uh, I'll see a movie and think, you know, I'd like to do a much different version of that. Or 
Sometimes, you know, there's a life experience that sparks an idea. For me, I can't write anything unless I'm like extremely excited about it, both intellectually and emotionally. Like I need to feel like it's an exciting concept. Mm -hmm. And I also need to feel like there is some kind of part of it that I can empathize with or get invested in from an emotional perspective. Yeah. Um, Cause like when I did Are You Afraid of the Dark, my way into it was, you know, as a kid, I would have loved to have been invited to join that group. And then when I made Happily, there's just a lot of it that's very personal for me just because, you know, I'm an adult and I have friends and I've been in relationships and all of these things do have a universality to them. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like, it's just sort of a combination of my love of movies and yeah. just trying to find something that I can and get invested in emotionally. Right. And put your own little twist to it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, because like, this is uh, you know, like, like, cause like if I, I'm like, I want to make a movie that feels like a 90 minute twilight zone episode, but it's not like literally that there's always some sort of what if element to ideas it's just really has to be something that you don't mind spending a couple years on because you sometimes end up having to spend that it's interesting because i know you said that you have an emotional sort of a a personal connection to your writing what would you say is more exciting for you coming up with the concept or coming up with even the characters which where do you fall most in love the most exciting part is before you're writing and you're just coming up with, you know, all of the details. Like for me, I don't outline, but I do really enjoy daydreaming and then occasionally like writing down an idea. There's like, there's that time between when you come up with an idea and when you come up with enough stuff to make it feel like it can be a cohesive story that is the most fun part of it. But but the most fun part of it is just discovery. It's when you start and you don't know how, what should happen. And then you come up with what should like that kind of just the process of that is always, it's always rewarding. The part in between sucks. Like (laughs) when, when you're stuck and lost in the dark, that's why writing can make you in a kind of a curmudgeon because it can be difficult, but it's always satisfying when you get out of the dark and figure something out. Right. Some people, they are inspired when they are alone. And then you have some people that are inspired by travel or watching a couple and just outside and didn't put your little twist on it or something in your own little mind. You know, I think for me, I think that your work, especially like mine, it ends up being kind of the sum total of your experiences and all the art and books and movies and video games you've consumed. Um, uh, And I find that I'm personally happier with my writing as I've gotten older and into my 30s because I feel like Mm. in my 20s, I didn't have enough life experience to really write anything that could have any level of insight. I'm not trying to imply I've written anything insightful but there is an intention to you know at least have some sort of wisdom uh that you accrue as you get older about people and what makes us tick and stuff like that and you know i think when you know there's like a lot of people who've like at age like 18 written 
really great insightful things but for me it's like I think I needed to get some like mileage under my belt before I could really write stuff that I felt proud of well one thing you should most certainly be proud of is this film Happily though can you please talk to us about it uh yeah there's this movie called Happily that I wrote and directed it's now available to watch in theaters and digital VOD any place where you can rent or purchase a movie online. Um, Happily is my first movie as a director. Um, and it's uh, what I would usually call, I'm sorry? I said congratulations, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. It, uh, it only took a very long time. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of like a 90 minute Twilight Zone episode about marriage and adult friendships, but with a lot of dark humor uh, infused in it. And I just was really wanting to make a movie that felt idiosyncratic and uh, like you hadn't seen it before or that on your first viewing, you would just never know where it's going. That was one of the things that was the most exciting about it for me is writing something and directing something that, you know, every 10 minutes something happens that makes you completely uh, unmoored or makes you feel like you just can never know exactly where the plot's going. I love that. As a director, um, and this being your first, first film with you directing it, how was that process during the whole pandemic and was it difficult? So I made the movie before the pandemic. What happened was we got into yeah. Tribeca and it was supposed to premiere there last spring of uh, 2020, but then it got canceled because of COVID. So we waited a while to see, you know, if this was going to go away or if maybe festivals would keep happening. And then we finally reached a point where we realized that we were in that for the long haul. So we um, took it out to buyers and uh, it got bought. And now it was released. So it was an idiot, it was sort of a odd unexpected way of handling the movie because our intention was always to go to festivals first, but there were none because of it. So I finished the movie right before it, like I finished the movie February, 2020, uh, and then spent like a year in my apartment <laughs> because, you know, I just had to wait until the movie could come out. Um, so I haven't made them. If I had to make this movie during COVID, I never would have finished it because it was so, um, you know, it, it was, it had to be like planned within an inch of its life and we didn't have much money. And if we had to uh, do those precautions and stuff, the movie right. never would have happened. Yeah. <laughs> so. But you know what? I mean, like, it, it, there is some sort of benefit because the whole cast, including you, get to do these media chores and, and right from the comfort of your own space, you know, because other... If anything else, you guys would have been in plane to plane and it probably would have ended up being a little bit more expensive on the promo choice side, right? Well, but I would have enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. We I mean, that's like the thing for me. It's like, I'm really happy. I made exactly what I wanted to make and yeah. I had a great experience with the actors and I'm really glad that some people have loved it, but I've never seen the movie with a crowd, which is a real bummer because um, it would be really nice to know how an audience would respond to it because that's a different experience from people watching something alone at home. It is, especially you know, going to the theater, going to the back of the theater and just watch people's reactions and things like that. 
but no, I absolutely would have sat in the back row at a bunch of showings and just uh, <laughs> seen. I would really hope like there'd be laughter and a couple walkouts. That would have been the dream, but who knows? Now we'll never know how many people would have walked out. Well, I mean, <laughs> we would hate to believe that would happen, but you know, for those who are interested in watching a film it is on itunes as well and you guys actually have a post credit scene at the end of the film um exclusively on itunes i think it's everywhere but there is a oh, post credit scene okay. and it is important <laughs> yeah. so i'm glad that you let people know that yes for sure and where what can we expect more from you like what else are you working on I, it, you know, I love to be able to talk about other things or do something resembling bragging, but I can't talk about anything. I wrote another movie that I want to direct. I have a TV show that I'm going to be doing um, that I can't talk about yet. And I'm writing a movie through a studio that I can't talk about yet. So it's just a bunch of stuff I can't talk about. But I'll tell you, if you liked Happily, you will like that stuff that I can't talk about. And those are like fun t- the concept of the film happily and the whole topic of it is something more fun and very enjoyable that people can actually view. Um, but for those of you who are looking to see more, I would start Ben David on his Instagram, see what's going on over there <laughs> besides his cat. <laughs> well, look, pineapple is a very important part of my filmography, I think. Um, and also, my the show I did, Are You Afraid of the Dark, the first episode is still on YouTube, and it's on Paramount Plus, if anyone wants to check it out. It is a horror show for 10-year-olds. Um, but right now, the priority is Happily, and don't you dare watch something else before you rent Happily for five ninety nine <laughs> on whatever service you want to use. How does that feel, being so you created art in the past, and now it's getting a second chance at life? once again on Paramount Plus. These these are new streaming services and a project that you was able to create and be a part of now has a new audience in a new day and time. I mean, that's the interesting thing is like, you know, I had a show that was on broadcast cable and a lot of, some people don't have broadcast cable. So you end up, when you make things now, there's sort of these stages of different audiences finding something um and also like you know we aired week to week when that show came out and now you can just watch them all in a row and they're entire they're different experiences and uh, you know it's nice that people can find stuff later but at the same time there's so much stuff so sometimes you need to go on podcast to be like hey guys this is my stuff you should try to watch that for sure and it, it's easily accessible to get to when it, when there's streaming services involved. So I thank you so much for coming on to the show. And we will be looking forward to everything that you have going on moving forward. And of course, Happily is on all streaming services, on iTunes, everywhere. You guys make sure that you go check it out. So thank you so much, Ben David Grabinski. I hey, love saying hey, your hey, name. Hey. It's so fun. <laughs> and I, I, you know, anyone who likes my name, that's good shit. So, oh, sorry, that's good stuff. Hey, subscribe now.